Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. It's just going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. And we are getting set for Fantasy Week 17, your fantasy championship for most of you. Now, if you're playing into Week 18, we're going to have a normal week next week. Of course, we'll look forward to 2024 a little bit more, but we will help you out in Week 18. But for most of you, this is it, and it starts tonight, and it might start without Amari Cooper. He is questionable for tonight's game, and we'll update you on that. Today, we have eight AFC home games, actually seven AFC home games, plus I'm going to throw the Pittsburgh Seahawks game in there. Are we going to go right back to Ken Walker this week? Are we starting Raheem Mostert? Uh, probably, but uh, you know, I'll probably scare, try to scare you a little bit on that one. Uh, do we like Joe Mixon this week? Austin Eckler. There are also non-running backs that we are going to talk about. We're going to talk about the Raiders' defense, which has been really awesome for a while now, and what that means for uh, the Indianapolis Colts. All right. Good morning, Heath. Good morning, Jamie. What's going on, guys? Good morning. Hi. I'm just looking at where I have the Raiders defense and seeing if you're going to yell at me to move them up or down. Uh, probably up. Yeah, I've got them too low. I'm going to move them up a little bit. Oh, they're 20th. Okay. They're, they're up. They All moved right. up. No, they've been, they, they've been uh, well, they've scored four touchdowns in their last two games. That helps. But, uh, well, how many touchdowns have they given up? Like three? Right. No, that's, I mean, they, they, they gave up some, some garbage time stuff to uh, Easton Stick, but they've been. <laughs> Just very good, even before the Antonio Pierce hiring and Josh McDaniel. East, Easton Stick had a better hiring. game against them than Patrick Mahomes did, correct? Yep. Yes, yes, he did. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about some right. players. That, you know that uh, uh, the NFL memes uh, handle. Yeah. On, on Twitter, <laughs> they did a, a, a Photoshop of Mahomes jersey, Mac Jones. Jeez. <laughs> oh, and then the other one they said was, "This is what Mahomes would look like if the Bears actually drafted him." <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Oh man! All right, let's uh, we let's talk about some players that we love this week. Jamie, who's going to take us to a fantasy championship? Uh, DeAndre Swift to start of the week. Um, excited about his matchup with the Cardinals because everybody does well against the Cardinals. Uh, they've allowed 16 running backs to get at least 12.7 PPR points this season. And if you haven't been counting, there's 17 weeks so far of the season. So it's pretty much uh, a great situation to be. Um, the Eagles have definitely made an effort to get Swift going the last couple of weeks, 18 carries two weeks ago, uh, 20 carries last week against the Giants. He scored. Uh, I know the concerns are definitely there of what happens at the goal line with the tush push and the lack of receptions. He did have three targets and two catches two games ago against Seattle. So uh, they are still getting him some opportunities in the passing game, but not much like you would like, not as much as you would like, uh, but really just about the matchup. The last four last five running backs against the the Cardinals have gotten over 19 PPR points. So there's a chance for, you know, potentially big game here for, for Swift. So uh, borderline number one running back uh, for me and should definitely be in your lineup for sure. Yeah, I have DeAndre Swift with five 
great matchups so far this year. Washington twice, Kansas City, they have terrible run defense, Seattle, and the Giants. He has scored 14.4 or more PPR fantasy points in four of those five games. So he's come through when the matchups have been good. All right, DeAndre Swift, start of the week. Heath, how about you? Whose player do you love? Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. We didn't see any Isaiah Pacheco at practice yesterday, and so it's yet a very short period of time to get through the concussion protocol. We've already got Jarek McKinnon on IR. Chiefs running backs have been heavily involved in the passing game and in the red zone this season. We've seen 15 touchdowns for them. We've seen about six targets per game. Edwards-Hilaire is going to be sharing with either LaMichael P. Ryan or Generic Prince, so I don't think those guys are going to see the same normal workload as the normal RB2 in Kansas City, and we just saw him score 20 fantasy points against the New England Patriots, who are actually a good defense. The Bengals have been one of the worst defenses in the NFL, and they've given up a touchdown to a running back in five of their last six games. And 10 of their last 12 games. It's a go. rushing touchdown for nine of the receiving stuff. Oh, man, it's great stuff for Clyde if Pacheco is out. Uh, in the two games that Pacheco just missed, Clyde and McKinnon combined for for uh, 15 carries and five catches in one game, 17 carries and seven catches in another game. Would you start, both of you, would you start DeAndre Swift or Clyde edwards Zelaire, assuming uh, Pacheco's out? Uh, probably Clyde in PPR and Swift in none. Yeah, definitely Clyde in PPR. I, I, my, I think they're they're both very similar in none. I have Swift just ahead of Clyde in, in none. In half, I'd still go Clyde. All right. It's just a shame Clyde's on such a terrible offense, but uh, just yep. kidding. Just kidding. Okay, players to avoid. Uh, you know, we, we don't get a lot of that. people. I like the Chiefs, just so you know. But there's just not that many times you can make fun of the Chiefs in the last five years. So you gotta you gotta jump at your opportunities here. Yeah, you got you got like two and a half weeks left. <laughs> you think they're gonna turn it? You think they're gonna snap out of it, or you think they're just gonna be out? Well, I think by? it's like 50, 50, 50 that they just flip the switch and everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. All right, players to avoid. Jamie, who are you benching this week? Uh, I would bench Saquon Barkley this week. I know that's uh, tough to say, but. Um... They are facing arguably the best defense in terms of running backs. I shouldn't say arguably. They're facing the best defense in terms of defending running backs in the last five weeks. The Rams are number one over that span in terms of shutting down running backs. You say, okay, who have they played? Uh, they did it to Alvin Kamara last week. Uh, they did James Conner in this stretch. So they've been good against two running backs that I think are on par with Barkley. I know Barkley came through in what seemingly is a tough matchup because the Eagles going into that week were top five in terms of fantasy points allowed to the position. But we know that this Eagles run defense has certainly not been the same. But in two of Barkley's last four games, he's been under nine PPR points. So he has shown us the ability to have some stinkers during the stretch. So against this defense, which we know has been great, you've pointed this out time and time again, Adam, in, in uh, how they defend pass-catching running backs. Yeah. They do give up receptions, but they don't give up yards. They're top five in, in yards allowed, uh, fewest yards allowed to uh, receiving re- receiving yards for running backs. I'll, I'll get that right at some point. Yeah. Um, but you get the point. Uh, but in any event, I think Barkley has a terrible game here against the Rams if he does not score. And I don't know if he's going to score based on what the track record has been. Yeah. Rams give up the second fewest receiving yards per game. to running backs. Only the Panthers give up more. All right, Barkley. Is- I am really enjoying this. Uh, me and Dave being aligned and Jamie being the outlier. I normally have to be the outlier. It's, <laughs> it's nice to not, not be that guy this week. You like Barkley? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's a similar thing with Zeke in that, what do you have, 26 touches, 26 touches in their last game, 23, two and a half games, two, two games ago. They're playing their best quarterback again. This game's got some weird line movement. I loaded, noticed last night, and I wanted to see if it changed this morning. Uh, it's five and a half now, so it shrunk down to four and a half last night in terms of the spread. 
but still less than a touchdown spread, but the way the Rams have been playing and the way the Giants have been playing? Yeah. Giants are one of those teams that just so bad on the road and a lot better at home. But if the Rams are actually good, they'll probably stomp the Giants, which is what the good teams do. Uh, we'll see. Rams defense has been has been a problem, but not their run defense. It's been their pass defense. How about you, Heath? Uh, who's a player to avoid? Um, I would like to stay away from Devon Achan, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but his his high usage games have come exclusively in blowouts. He does not have more than 12 touches in a game that's been within 30 points this season or or 20 points this season, three scores. Um, and really, even his big games that have been 12 touches for 100 yards and two touchdowns have been blowouts one direction or the other. So I just don't think, unless Raheem Mostert's out, you have any reason to expect more, really even double-digit touches from HN. And it's a ter- I, yes, I know the Ravens give up a lot of yards per carry, but it's still a terrible matchup against a great defense in what's probably a low-scoring game. Well, you have not only Mostert banged up, HN didn't practice yesterday also. And so right. you, know, you got two guys dealing with injuries here. I mean, we may be underselling Jeff Wilson, not necessarily from, as you said, a good matchup because it's not, but just from a touch standpoint. you know. So he should probably be rostered in more leagues um, or at least with the idea of, an insurance policy in case, you know, he doesn't go or you're trying to replace Pacheco or trying to place Josh Jacobs still and you couldn't get, you know, Zamir White or, or, or Clyde. He's not a bad just stash on your bench. Remember, at this point, the guys you've been sitting on to see what happens, Zach Charbonnet, for example, somebody like that, you could punt them off yeah, your you team even... and maybe take somebody that can might help you or, or at least block your opponent from from doing something this week. Yeah. Uh, so for HN and Mostert, yeah, they did not practice. We have a lengthy practice injury report to get to here. Mostert never practices on Wednesday, but he also got banged up. You mentioned yesterday, Jamie, that that he wasn't even mentioned in the coach's press conference, so we just kind of assume Mostert's fine. Uh, he, I'm assuming he'll be limited today, but uh, it's something to keep an eye on. And then HN, I'm not surprised he didn't practice because he mispracticed last week and was kind of a question mark. But, you know, obviously Thursday will be more telling, and then Friday will be the most telling for the practice reports, and we'll keep you updated throughout the week. And with that said, I think we should probably get to the uh, to the injuries, including the game tonight. But before we do that, if you're enjoying the show, please take 30 seconds, go to sportspodcastawards.com, click Vote Now, and look at the best fantasy betting and gaming podcast category and vote for fantasy football today. Again, that's sportspodcastawards.com, Vote Now, Best Fantasy Betting and Gaming Podcast is the category. And our show is called, in case you write this down, our show is called Fantasy Football Today. Please vote for us. It takes 30 seconds. We'd really appreciate it. If you don't want to do all that, you can just, there's a QR code on YouTube. There's a link in the episode description. We love you. I feel like yesterday when I talked about the Browns-Jets game, I didn't really ask you much about Joe Flacco, unless I'm just forgetting. So I feel like I skipped him a little bit, and I shouldn't. He's the number three quarterback in fantasy over the last four games. He leads. I know, Heath, you know this. You said it yesterday. He leads the NFL in passing yards over the last four games. Do you know who's second? Second in passing yards over the last four games. Four weeks, yeah. Four weeks or four games? Well, over the last four weeks. For, for most of them, it's I'm, it, both, both. Over the last four I'm weeks, gonna... who's second in passing yards behind Flacco? Baker Mayfield. I was going to say Baker or Derek Carr. Uh, Jake Browning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those two guys. Love this game. Yeah. So It's going to be fun to see, and, and I hope our audience can can oblige here in uh, sending us who their fantasy quarterback was, who their quarterback was in their championship if they win. Yeah. I guess win or lose doesn't really matter, but like, who, who's, who are you starting this week? You know, because it's easy to say, okay, 
Josh Allen or, or Mahomes or, or Hertz, you know, well, not Mahomes, uh, but Josh Allen or Hertz or, you know, Brock Purdy even, but you know, did, did you actually get there or, or win it with, with a Jake Browning or a Derek Carr or Joe Flacco, one of those guys Mayfield. I don't see a lot of that. Like, cause you and I, it's, it's Mahomes and Stafford. I've got another one where it's Lamar versus Goff. Uh, this is a, a super flex. There's a Heineke, I guess, but Purdy, Goff, and Mahomes are the other three quarterbacks. I, I don't have a whole lot of those guys, but uh, yeah, yeah I'm sure there will be some. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see if people are relying on Flacco, but I think it's, it's relevant to talk about this because Amari Cooper might not play. So, Jamie, where are we on Flacco right now? I think he's still in the uh, top 15 through 20 range, you know, depending on where he might end up for me. I'm just thinking about it. I think right now he's 15 or 16. Um, if Cooper plays, I'll leave him there. If Cooper's out, there's no chance I would play Joe Flacco at all. Right. It's just, there's like, why? Because he's been, he's been very good. He's been good in some tough matchups. This is a tough matchup. And you know, the, the jets have just been absolutely fantastic. And so you take away his best, arguably his best. I don't want to take anything away from David Njoku who's been, been awesome as well. So, you know, one and one a, um, in terms of his pass catchers, but, uh, man, does that ramp up the Elijah Moore yeah, right? <laughs> the revenge game factor? Yeah. Um, if there's, if there's no Cooper, um, but yeah, it would it would stink if Amari Cooper doesn't play. Imagine that he gets you there with 50 points last week. Yep. And you think, okay, I'll at least get 12 to 15, you know, from what he's been doing. He's obviously been great at home. We know that narrative uh, for the most part. And to not have him would just absolutely stink. Okay. So, yeah. So, Elijah Moore, if, if Cooper's out tonight, would Elijah Moore be ahead of a guy like Gabe Davis or Tyler Lockett, something like that? I think it's easy to say he's ahead of Gabe Davis now. Um, you know, I don't have it ranked that way, but I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people looking at it would say, why am I taking my chances with Gabe Davis? Um, but not ahead of Lockett, no. He'd be still a number three receiver at best. Yeah, he's at 46 for me. I do have him ahead of Gabe Davis right now. I've got a, a Adam, you want to help me make a, a lineup decision so oh. I can blame you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm playing Jamie, so Jamie doesn't get a vote. Um, but I, for, I have two lineup spots with the injury concerns. I have Jordan Addison, I have Zamir White, I have Khalil Herbert, and I have Elijah Moore. Uh-huh. I'd obviously like to wait for two of those guys, but Herbert has Foreman back now as well. I need to just start Elijah Moore tonight, right? Oh, yeah. You need two of them? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Not even a question. Elijah Moore. All right. Elijah Moore, all right? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Uh, all right. Last thing real quick here. Um, Jamie. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, now I'm rooting so hard for Elijah Moore. Uh I'm looking at one of our leagues, our two QB league, Jack. He picked up one, two, three, four people without dropping a single player. He is four. Oh, God, Jack does that all the time. You need to punish him and make him just make him forfeit the uh, two QB league. Final. Just drop the most recent players he picked up that he picked up illegally. <laughs> well, they're not. It's not illegal. You can't do that. But uh, he's just taking so much advantage of this. Unbelievable. OK, uh, news and notes here. Uh, Jared. St- Holy cow. Uh, we're getting really long here, so I feel like it's going to be a two-hour show. But Russell Wilson, what is going on? Jared Stidham is going to start for the Broncos these last two games. This one's against the Chargers. And Russell Wilson reportedly expects to be released this offseason. Why are they benching him? Because if he gets hurt in the next two games, we saw this with Derek Carr last year. If he gets hurt in the next two games and can't pass a physical by March, he's guaranteed an additional $37 million. So they, they might be NFLPA going to continue to be okay with this. 
They should. Guarantees for injuries is, is insane to me. Like, Well, the, the, they, their job is to represent the player's interest. And guys are getting benched just because they're afraid they'll have to pay them more if they get hurt. Well, regardless. But they're not losing money. They're still getting their game checks. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Right. And, 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 and the flip side of it is obviously another player is getting a chance to play. <laughs> All right, so Stidham plays. Yeah, if, if by the way, if you're an NFL quarterback and the team signs Jared Stidham, run. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's, that's Derek Carr last year. You think uh, you think Russell Wilson's on the Broncos next year? No. No. Okay. No. I, I hope he's on the Raiders. Uh, well, That'd be fun. Uh, that or the Falcons. All right, we're going to talk about the yeah, Chargers-Broncos. I don't want to win the Falcons. Uh, Brock Purdy practiced in full. Terod Taylor starting for the Giants. Jacoby Brissett is starting for the Commanders. Will Levis could play this week. C.J. Stroud could play this week. That'd be awesome. Kyler Murray mispracticed, but it was an illness, so he should be fine. Kenny Pickett was limited. As of now, we're still expecting it to be Mason Rudolph. And Trevor Lawrence mispracticed. Running back, H.N. and Mostert mispracticed. Pacheco mispracticed. Brian Robinson was limited. So uh, they get San Francisco. Josh Jacobs mispracticed. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson is on IR, so he's out. Uh, Zach Moss was limited. Not sure if that will matter for you with Jonathan Taylor. And Deontay Foreman practiced in full, as Heath mentioned. Khalil Herbert gets Deontay Foreman back. Uh, Wide receiver Amari Cooper, we already told you about. It could be a game-time decision. Uh, Jamar Chase mispracticed. Jordan Addison mispracticed. Jalen Waddell has not been ruled out. He's got the high ankle sprain, but they won't rule him out yet. Cortland Sutton's in the concussion protocol. Zay Flowers, they did an estimated practice. He was listed as a DNP. Remember, he wasn't practicing much last week. He ended up playing. So we assume Zay Flowers will play. Uh, Nico Collins was limited, so that's good. I mean, he played about half the snaps last week. Uh, Debo Samuel was limited. Marquise Brown missed practice again. Chargers, uh, Keenan Allen and Josh Palmer uh, did not practice. Allen has the heel injury. Josh Palmer's in the concussion protocol. They're at Denver. Zay Jones back at practice. He was limited. Michael Pittman was limited. That's a good sign. We're hoping for Pittman to get back out there, and that's a good sign to start the week limited. He has a shoulder issue and a concussion. Michael Thomas, he can come back, uh, but he missed practice. Then we look at the uh, the Packers wide receivers. Christian Watson and Ontavian Wicks missed practice. Jaden Reed was limited. Uh, is Jaden Reed going to be potentially a must-start guy this week if he plays? Yes. Potentially. Yeah. All right, Michael Mayer mispracticed, Cole Komet mispracticed, and Hunter Henry was limited. Uh, if you need a tight end, how do you feel about Hunter Henry this week if he plays at Buffalo? No. Um, <laughs> not great. No. But, I mean, again, how desperate are you? Just lost Hawkinson, can't find anybody else? Sure. Uh, Buffalo, by the way, two games back of the Dolphins. If the Bills beat the Patriots and the Dolphins lose to the Ravens, and it is the Bills yes. and the Dolphins playing for the division in Miami in Week 18. It's it's amazing how how much that loss to the Titans could be crushing oh, for the Dolphins. I know, I know. Uh, then, by the way, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to make. I was going to say something stupid. I was going to say a very likely if that happens, Adam, and the Bills win, that those two teams are playing again in Buffalo the next week. Oh, right, I hate that though. I don't like that. Love it. <laughs> and and that game should be the one that's flexed to primetime. I mean, it's yep. got the chance to be the best game of the week. Um, what I was going to say is, would you take a free ticket right now to Chargers Broncos? No. Easton Stick versus Jared Stidham. 
potentially no Keenan Allen, no no Josh Palmer. So you're looking at Quentin Johnston and Jalen Guyton, Alex wow. Erickson, right? That that'd be their top three receivers. <laughs> like I'm trying to decide but, if I'm going to go to the Pinstripe Bowl today, Jamie. I like I I got enough. Bad I thought they changed the name. It's the something something bad the bad boy mowers pinstripe bowl or something. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the offensive I was line. At, I was at uh, dinner last night with a couple of Hurricanes fans, and they were like so excited about the game. I'm like, well, why? <laughs> oh, I'm third string quarterback? No thanks. Uh, offensive line: two Falcons offensive linemen got hurt last week. They were both limited. That's good. Trent Williams was limited, but another starter on the 49ers line, Aaron Banks, who got hurt on Monday, he missed practice. Uh, Ryan Ramchick, right tackle for the Saints. He missed practice. Braden Smith could be back for the Colts. He's been out a while, right tackle for the Colts. Tyron Smith missed practice for the Cowboys. And left tackle Cam Robinson for the char- for the Jaguars. He's practicing. I wouldn't expect him to play, but hopefully he can be back soon. Uh, in terms of kicker, Greg Zerline, if you're starting Greg Zerline tonight, just be aware, kicker for the Jets, he's questionable. You might want to get away from him. Um, how about remember I talked about the coin toss thing with Jair Alexander? They suspended him for that. I don't remember if I talked about that on air or off air, but they what suspended him. Did you hear his answer? No. Oh, he said he's he's he wanted to do it because he's from Charlotte. Oh yeah, right yeah. But he, he crashes the that nah, was crazy. All right, um, Legereus Sneed mispracticed with a calf injury. That is a big one. We'll keep an eye on that. He gets to the moon. <laughs> Dallas defense, uh, defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins. We know how important he is. He missed practice. Col- the Colts' pass defense has actually been really good. They've been a tough matchup. They uh, put their starting safety, Julian Blackman, on IR. Buffalo, uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia's run defense, Jamie already mentioned it. It's been bad lately. However, two linebackers, Cunningham and Morrow, they both were limited in practice. And so was cornerback Avante Maddox, who's been out since week four or something like that. So they could be getting healthier on defense. So could Seattle in the secondary. Um, and Pittsburgh still beat up on defense with Minka Fitzpatrick and linebacker Landon Roberts. Uh, well, Fitzpatrick practice, right? Or he's limited? No, I, I have him as missed. Oh, okay. Maybe I saw earlier in the week that they expected him to come back this week. But Okay, okay. okay. Uh, the Houston Texans defense getting a little healthier. Denzel Perryman and Blake Cashman, two linebackers, they practice. Will Anderson could play this week. They've been struggling without Will Anderson lately, and they get Tennessee this week. And uh, that's going to do it, I guess, for the news and notes. All right, we're going to get to one question for each game after this quick break on Fantasy Football Today. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome back, everybody. Miami's at Baltimore. Heath, give me some quarterbacks you would start over Tua. And does that change if Jalen Waddle plays, which I assume you're not expecting at this point? 
We are not expecting Jalen Waddle, and so the answer is most of them. He's not a top 15 quarterback for me this week. I would start all the guys you've been starting as top 12 options. Definitely, I would start Baker Mayfield and Matthew Stafford and Joe Flacco. I'd rather start Trevor Lawrence if he plays. Would you guys start Derek Carr at Tampa Bay or Tua at Baltimore? Carr, easily. Carr's been very good. For two games. (laughs) Well, better than the last two for Tua. Yeah. Yeah. Can't can't worry about names at this point. No, but yeah, but but the last two weeks don't erase the the whole season either. Well, neither does the matchup. (laughs) That's not changing. I just want to say this about Tua. He averaged 9.3 yards per attempt against the Jets. They allow six yards per attempt. He averaged 7.9 yards per attempt against the Cowboys. They they allow 6.8 yards per attempt. And I did go back because I missed it at first. It was Christmas. That pass he threw to Tyreek Hill, I actually think it was a really good pass and should have been a deep touchdown. So I the first the first quarter? Yeah. I don't yeah. think he's playing. But where poorly. were those two games? Yeah, they were at home. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh Flacco tonight without Cooper or Tua? Uh Tua. Okay. Right. So with Cooper, Flacco, without Cooper, Tua. <clears throat> yeah. All right, Jamie, I'm gonna give this one to you. I know Ken Walker. It was a disappointment last week. Pittsburgh at Seattle. Are you going right back to Ken Walker this week? If he was in my starting lineup, yes. Uh, if he was a borderline guy, probably not. He's just inside my top 24. Um, I wonder how much the shoulder injury is a problem. You know, probably should have revisited that last week. I know he still got his touches, but it was not the same. Didn't feel like the same type of guy uh, that we saw uh, the previous week against Philadelphia. And also, uh, you know, this was one of my concerns. How much of the passing work was Drew Locke and how much of it was Geno Smith? Well, probably was Drew Locke because we did not see that from him at all. Yeah. Okay, Tennessee's at Houston. Which running back do you prefer in this game? Derrick Henry, last time he faced Houston, it was uh, one of the worst games of his career. Or Devin Singletary. Heath, who do you prefer? Um, I will still go Derrick Henry, but they are not as far apart as you would expect with those two names. They're both uh, borderline number two or high-end flex options. I'll take Singletary, especially if Stroud plays. This has blow up potential. Cincinnati at Kansas City. Do you guys like Joe Mixon this week? The Chiefs have allowed 13.5 or more PPR fantasy points to a running back in seven of their last nine games. Do you like Joe Mixon this week? I'd start him over Ken Walker and Derrick Henry and Devin Singletary, but I would start Clyde over him in full PPR. Agreed. All right, so he's good. So he's good, solid, number two running back. Chargers at the Broncos. Are you confident in any player in this game? And would you take a free ticket to this game? <laughs> no. <laughs> I looked at the weather, too. It's, it's uh, I don't know, at the time of game, but it's supposed to be 44 degrees on Sunday in Denver. That's not so um, bad. I think they'd probably take that. No, but it's bad for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where, where we are. on the golf course? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a little, little drizzling right now. Um uh, I'm confident Eckler. His history against Denver is awesome. Absolutely yeah. awesome. Boy. Start Eckler. Man, I'll tell you, I feel like every week you get like 10 to 15 running backs who we we just talked about, like Mixon, Eckler. Uh, well, I guess Ken Walker would be decidedly behind them, but I don't know. Brees Hall, Zeke, uh, Swift. Pollard. Pollard, yeah, Pollard for sure. He's the king ETN. of this group. ETN, yes, ETN at least has the, the cake matchup. But Eckler, no, I mean, but I mean, in terms of the weekly yeah. canoe, the it's the big canoe. Eckler's in the canoe yeah. this week, right? Oh yeah, 
At least he's not out of the canoe. Uh, no, not this week, no. He's at, He's ahead of the canoe? Oh, yeah. He's top 10 running back this week. All right. He did score. I, I'd put him at the front of the canoe. Against the Broncos. All right. Patriots are at the Bills. Which running back do you prefer in this game, Zeke or Cook? I'm going Zeke. I'm going to go back to Cook. All right. The, the Zeke rankings are wild. <laughs> this is my favorite, this is a... favorite thing of the week. What? Yeah, and I, I'll probably pull back a little bit this afternoon, but not much. Like this is just part, probably a good glimpse into my process when it when a running back is averaging twenty two touches a game over the last month and and seeing six to ten targets almost every single game, he's going to project to the top five running back. So, like I'm not going to project so, him at two yards per carry. So it is what he did last week. Yeah, let me let me before Jamie you get in there. Let me just say what the rankings are at the moment. In non-PPR, Jamie has Zeke 28th, Dave has him 32nd, and Heath has Zeke 4th. In full PPR, Jamie has Ezekiel Elliott 19th, Dave has him 26th, and Heath has him 3rd. So I think this is worth a debate right now. Go ahead, Jamie. No, the only question I had is you're, you're, you're taking, and, and I know there's, there's an injury part of this, but you're taking the recent production from Zeke and factoring that into your ranking why not car or someone like car well it's twice as long for zeke and the injury like the, there was a major thing that changed though there is a major thing that changed the, for the saints too Taysom. what what is what is that Taysom's not playing well i we do you know Taysom, that's gonna happen this week yeah Taysom could easily uh, i don't but do you know that kevin harris may not get more work this week i mean there's there's that is true. Kevin Harris has definitely been creeping in on some of the Zeke carries. Uh, let's see. Well, he, he has to. They're going to throw it to him 11 times. You can't, you can't hand it to him 20 times also. Uh, his last four games have been one game Stevenson got hurt, one game, and then the other three he just missed. 13 points for Zeke in PPR, 27, 9.6 against Kansas City, and then 21 at Denver. And in the two big games, he caught a touchdown. We had seven catches or more in both of those games. That that Chiefs game is the one that scared me. Like this, they, they should blow out the Patriots here. They really should. And I gotta say, I would be decidedly right in the middle of your rankings. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's in the canoe. But, you know. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely in the canoe. Well, I think the way you have him ranked, well, you have him like 19th PPR. Okay, that's canoe. All right. So different different viewpoints there on uh, on Ezekiel Elliott. And uh, the Bills, they do give up the fifth most receiving yards per game to running backs. They do struggle there. So he'll be a fun one. All right, Vegas at, at the Colts. When you look at Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman, do you fear the Raiders' defense? Is this a matchup to avoid? I, I initially started the week with uh, Taylor a little bit higher than he is now. Um, they've been great against running backs. I mean, it's hard to overlook what they've done since Pierce has taken over. And you're saying a uh, uh, Pittman? I'm sorry. You yeah. Said Pittman? Yeah. Uh, I would not fear starting Michael Pittman at all. No. Taylor, Taylor is uh, like I would start Eckler over Taylor, for example, which is not something I thought I'd say. Okay. Uh, Bark. I, I wonder just how much the thumb is going to hinder his work in the passing game because we didn't see that last week. We did not. We almost never see it. It's weird. It's like Minshew will throw to any running back other than Jonathan Taylor. It seems. Um, well, I guess just Zach Moss. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco is the only running back to score more than 12.6 PPR fantasy points against the Raiders in their last six games. That includes Brees Hall. But he's done it twice. 
No, he did not do it last. Oh, he more than 12, tw- because he 12. 12. 6 12.6 was what he scored in the other game. Right, he wasn't that good last week, 12.6. He's had the two, Pacheco's had the two best games against the Raiders in the last six games. Brees Hall was bad, 10.5 points. Mostert, 10.3. Vikings running backs were bad. Eckler, 7.8. Running backs are averaging 3.4 yards per carry against the Raiders in their last six games. And since week five, they were one and three. Okay, since week five, they've given them the third fewest points in, in football. Only the Steelers and Ravens, only the Ravens and Steelers have allowed fewer points per game than the Raiders since week five. Uh, Carolina's at Jacksonville. Starters at Calvin Ridley, Heath. Who is playing quarterback for Jacksonville? Right now, we're projecting Trevor Lawrence because he's literally never been missed a game because of injury. And so as long as Trevor Lawrence plays, I will start Calvin Ridley as a number two wide receiver. If it's C.J. Beathard, then I will get off of Calvin Ridley. Okay. But he's never good in bad matchups. If you consider this a bad matchup, he's never good I, in these matchups. I, I'm so conflicted about whether or not this is a bad matchup. It's a bad matchup. <laughs> it's week seven. But I sort of agree. But they have the worst pass. They have the lowest pressure rate in football. And they have the fifth highest, I think, blitz rate in football. It's incredible. That's such <laughs> a bad pass. And yet, there, every week, you know. There, yeah. Well, I mean, there, there's there's two things at play here. The, the prior to this last game, he had nine targets. He had 25 targets in his last two games. It's not like they've been trying to avoid Calvin Ridley. They've yeah. been doing everything possible to get him the ball. And in two of those games, he's been awful. Whether bad call, bobbled catch, something has gone wrong for him to make him not produce at a high level. You got a bad court, a, a quarterback who's struggling right now with an, with an injured shoulder, probably still an injured ankle. Uh, who knows where Trevor Lawrence is at? And there's so much coming out of Jacksonville about why they're not running the ball more, whether successfully or not. Well, here come the Panthers, <laughs> the easiest team to run against. Like if there's ever a situation where take pressure off of your injured quarterback or your backup quarterback and just run the ball against a team offensively that has struggled for the majority of the season, there is no easier situation for Travis Etienne to have 20 plus touches in this week, in this game. And so you don't like Ridley? I do not like Ridley, no. Would you start? Would you guys start Chris Godwin over Calvin Ridley? Without hesitation. I definitely would if Beathard was the quarterback. I would not if Lawrence was. Would you start in that same game, Adam Thielen or Calvin Ridley? There's more upside with Ridley. I would start Ridley. Um, it's a Beathard-Lawrence question again. Okay. Uh, this is what I would say about Ridley here. The, the Panthers, one thing they don't do is they just don't give up the big play. They are fifth best in terms of 20-plus yard completions. I look at differently. I look at 20-plus yard completions. I look at 20-plus air yard completions. They're kind of average in the air yard thing. And that's when Ridley's good, he makes big plays. He has faced six teams that are currently top 10 in completions allowed of, of 20 or more yards. So the 10 among the best. He's faced teams that are that are good at stopping big plays. He has scored more than 11.8 fantasy points once in those six games. He scored 5.2 or fewer PPR fantasy points three times in those six games. So to sum it up, when he faces teams that don't give up big plays, he sucks. And the Panthers are fifth best. They give up the fifth fewest big plays, which true media and I define, you know, whatever you want to say. It's a 20-plus yard completion. Again, they're a little bit more susceptible to the deep ball. And that's been all Trevor Lawrence has done since he sort of turned his season around. He's just throwing it deep a lot more. And Ridley's benefited. But it's just, this is not on paper what when Ridley is good. All right, 
We spent a lot of time there. I'm just I'm, when we get to these guys in the games, I'm probably going to go quicker just so everybody knows. Well, let's go right to it. Miami is at Baltimore. Again, we just talked about Tua. These guys want to try to get away from Tua Tungavailoa. Um, try to get away from from Achan. Is he in your top twenty this week, Achan? No, not in my top thirty. Okay, so like single. I think he's twenty eight for me. Singletary, Chuba Hubbard, those guys ahead. Yes. Chuba for sure. Chuba's been better. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'd probably go HN over Chuba. Steelers running backs? Najee for sure. Warren's right there. I'd probably go HN. All right. Uh, Moster. Any hesitation with Moster? Um, the Dolphins, if if they lose, they're three point underdog. I won't even bring this up. But the only time most most of them are really bad when they like really lose, you know, when they lose by double digit points. Um, but they're three point dogs, so we'll give them some credit here. Any hesitation with most guys? No, he's not a top twelve guy for me. I'm probably starting him as a number two, but there are some guys that I would start over him. I've got a little bit of concern. I think this, like I said, I think Baltimore's defense could uh, could hamper the Dolphins. Yeah, he has what like seven catches in his five catches. If they win this game, games. do they lock up the one seed? Oh, they must. They're, yeah. Uh so okay, anyway, seven catches in his last nine games. And uh all right, Mostert or Clyde if Pacheco's out. Right now Mostert, but I might go Clyde. I'll go Clyde in full PPR, I'll go Mostert and anyone else. All right. And Tyree kills a start. If Jalen Waddle does play, I mean, we can revisit that on Sunday, obviously. Where do you think you'd rank him? 20? Somewhere between 24 and 30. Okay. Sit the Dolphins' tight ends. Lamar Jackson. Who uh, would you start ahead of Lamar Jackson this week? Um, Allen Hurts. And that's it. Purdy. Prescott, 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 sorry. Deck. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, start Lamar Jackson. <laughs> uh, okay, how do you feel about Gus Edwards? He may, not, he may not play next week. This is his last MVP showcase, if he wants it. <clears throat> how do you feel about Gus Edwards and Dev- and versus Devon Achan? And throw Justice Hill in there as well. He got a lot of work last week, too. Uh, Gus over Achan. Somewhat easy call. Um, HN just has not gotten in the end zone recently at all. And HN over Gus and Pepe. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Gus, HN, Hill, and non HN, Gus, Hill, and PPR. I'd like to see if Waddle doesn't play, which is what we're expecting. I'd really like to see them get HN like seven catches. You know, I would just love to see them get the ball in his hands. He's obviously the second most dangerous player with the ball in his hands. I'd love that. That would save his, his bacon a little bit, but yeah, no, certainly there's, I understand the hesitation. Um, Zay flowers. We talked about yesterday. Jamie likes him. I think more than Heath does, but he's a number two or three wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, would you guys start Zay flowers or Calvin Ridley? Flowers. If Ridley with Lawrence, Flowers, if not. Okay. I'm doing that myself in a half PPR championship okay. where I have to make a decision on a third receiver. And for me, it's Flowers, no matter who the quarterback is. And we can't trust Odell Beckham, right? No. No. All right, how about Isaiah Likely? 
I would call this an average matchup. They've been good at times. They've been bad at times against tight ends. I would just Dolphins defense in general has, has been better since Ramsey came back, but this is a road game. They're better at home. Um, but uh, yeah, likely. Well, what are we thinking about likely this week, Heath? Uh, right around like the most borderline top 12 tight end you could be. It's a, it's a not a great week at tight end, especially with Hawkinson gone. Um, so I don't love him. I think I've got him 13th. Uh, you hope you have a better option, but that, there's one streamer. I would start Gerald Everett over him. I would start Tucker Craft over him. So two streamers I'd start over him. Oh, okay. Everett. Everett, who's had eight targets in three straight games, by the way, and gets a great matchup. Everett and Tucker Craft. And how about you, Jamie? Are you higher? I feel like you're higher on likely. Yeah, I would still start lightly. Um, targets have still been there for him. Trusting Lamar, I, I think, again, the Ravens should have an opportunity here for a big win. And likely has been good in two of three games. I think they continue to feature him. And this Dolphins defense has definitely been very good against tight ends. But still trusting him as Lamar's guy as opposed to Tucker Kraft, who may get Luke Musgrave back and over Gerald Everett. All right, Ravens DST is top six for everyone, so you can start the Ravens DST. Let's go to Carolina at Jacksonville. Uh, let's see. It's already gave you the Calvin Ridley stat. How about this stat, though, if you are considering Adam Thielen coming off a good game? The Jaguars have allowed more than uh, 13 point, or no, 13.9 or more PPR fantasy points. I usually go 14, but 13.9 or more PPR <laughs> fantasy points. Who was it that had the 13.9? Uh, was it Godwin? I don't know. Um, I think it was Nico. Anyway, the Jaguars have allowed 13.9 or more PPR fantasy points on receiving totals alone to nine wide receivers in their last eight games. Uh, Deontay, Ayuk, Hopkins, Nico, Tank Dell, Chase, Amari Cooper, uh, uh, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. So it's a lot of good receivers there. I will say that. But what a matchup this has been. How are we feeling? Does anybody have faith and Adam Thielen, are we feeling Thielen? Are you are you feeling it? As I used to say, uh, he's a number three receiver. You know, we've we've certainly seen the the pitfalls. I, I'm I'm moderately more curious in how DJ Chark will do because he's coming off a huge game, and this is now will be his third revenge game of his career. In oh his boy. previous two, <laughs> uh, in his previous two, he played. The Jaguars as a member of the Lions and had six catches for 98 yards when he hadn't been doing very much at that point. It was week five, so take that into account first year with Detroit. Then this year, as a member of the Panthers, he played the Lions and scored a touchdown. So I think he feeds into it a little bit um, playing his former team. So not that you would start Tark over Thielen, but good DFS play for sure uh, based on the matchup. So yeah, Thielen's a... You know, I think it's just one of those depends on who you have type of guys. So he's in the same range for me as as Ridley, uh, as Tyler Lockett, as um, I'm trying to think of the PPR guys. A little ahead of Deontay Johnson, those type of players. I think I like him just a little bit more than that. He's a low end number two wide receiver. He does have almost no floor, but we've seen. Still enough glimpses of what we had early in the year, and it is a fantastic matchup. Yeah. All right. So the people. And Bryce Young looked very good last week. First time he's looked actually, you know, more than competent. Now, in fairness, like being a quarterback playing against the Packers has been the, the yes. free space over the last yeah. few weeks. Yep. Of course, yeah. so is Jacksonville. I don't know. <laughs> I think I heard on Red Zone that the going into last week's game. Oh, <laughs> 
the uh, the last two quarterbacks who had faced the Packers had won NFC Offensive Player of the Correct. Week. So you I heard was, that on FFT as well. Really? When did you say that? Uh, last week. Oh, okay. before the game. Sorry, uh, it was Puka Nakua last week. It was not Bryce Young. Okay, Jamie, uh, I have a FanDuel lineup open, and the first player I put in is DJ Chark. So let's go. There you go. Uh, I will not be stacking with Bryce Young, though. So the people no. are here. I'm sorry it took 42 minutes for this. The people are here for the Chuba Hubbard debate today, guys. So Jamie is pro Chuba Hubbard, and <laughs> Heath, Heath is not so so pro Chuba Hubbard. Uh, Jamie, go ahead. Make the case for Chuba against the Jaguars. I mean, he's just been as consistent from a scoring standpoint as you could find with, uh, I think it's 11.1 or 11.9 in five games in a row, uh, 17 or more touches in all of those games. Jaguars, as we know, are terrible against anything when it comes to any time you throw against them. They're number one in terms of receptions in that stretch. He has a five-catch game. So I would hope that they get him the ball in, in the passing game a little bit more than they have the last couple of weeks. Miles Sanders, I know, practiced yesterday, but came off the game last week a little bit banged up, and we know they don't really like him at all. So, you know, you're looking at probably 16 to 20 cut carries. I don't think they get blown out in this game because especially if C.J. Beathard plays. The Panthers have played tougher the last couple of weeks, and Chuba's been a big part of this offense. So um, against this defense, I don't think you should be sitting Chuba Hubbard at all. <sighs> that's how I feel. Like that's a, He does have a five-catch game in, in this stretch. He, it's also his only game with more than two targets since November the 5th. Like he's just not really been involved in the passing game, and if he does, he's that that eleven to twelve point range is kind of a number three running back, right? Uh, no, um, um, I know I did this a few weeks ago with Ramondre Stevenson when Dave and I were debating Stevenson. Eleven basically is top fifteen on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's eleven point six uh, PPR fantasy points in five straight games for Chuba Hubbard. Jacksonville's run defense is the only thing that's not terrible, right? I mean, they they, they are not bad against stopping the, the run. Yes, right. Well, Chuba been, catch the passes. I, right. I I just I think eleven might have been top fifteen when we had six teams on a buy or something. But Gus Edwards is averaging eleven point four this season, and he's RB thirty in PPR per game. Yes. Yeah. So I think there's a difference. I've done that too. There's a difference between like looking at what a player averages and then just week by week. And you're right, the buys obviously play into that. Well, go ahead. How many like, how many running backs? There were no buys last week. How many running backs scored 11 PPR fantasy points? I don't know. Like Pacheco is averaging 14.2 and he's RB 15. I'm actually curious. Uh, but last week. Over. Yeah. This is curious. I'm actually interested uh, in this. Um, Austin Eckler was RB 24 at 11.6. Yeah, I don't think 11 is so great. But I, you know, I bet 11 is good for like the running backs that were actually I think it's probably about. a lot better in half PPR. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Uh okay. Great stuff there. But that if that's his floor, then that's good, you know, then his floor is borderline right. 24. Yes. Yeah, I I don't have a strong feeling on Chuba Hubbard. I think I've got him maybe just a little bit too low. I think he should be right around RB24. Okay. I might have him 27 or 28. All right. Uh and then on the other side of the ball where would you rank Lawrence if he plays? Uh, we have him ranked now as if he's playing. So he's uh, just inside the top 20 for me. I think I have him 15. 17th for Jamie, 18th for Dave, 14th right now I see for Heath. Okay, um, ETN, we talked about it yesterday. He's top 12 for everyone in Start formats. Start ETN. 
Uh, we already went over Calvin Ridley. I, I did think you guys were too high on him. I was surprised. Jamie ha- is the lowest at 22. Heath has him 18th. Well, that He's 24 from as of yesterday. Okay, he so moved him down. All right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, does, does Zay Jones factor in at all? Does he hurt Calvin Ridley? Is, is he, he playing? He's, he was limited. So that was a good sign. He unlocks Calvin Ridley. They could actually that could be that could be the case. All right, how about Evan Ingram? Must start. Not even hesitation. Okay. No matter who the QB is. And on paper, it's a bad matchup, but he has done well. He, you know, Cleveland is a tough matchup. He was amazing since, since Kirk has yeah. gone out. He's been a monster. Yep, absolutely. Okay, except that Baltimore game. All right, sit uh, sit the DSTs. I would say, yeah. Jaguars are a borderline streamer. Cincinnati is at Kansas City. I have already used up all my stats for this one. Uh, what, no, no love here for Jake Browning. As I mentioned, second most passing yards in the last four weeks. I mean, you saw the first game without Jamar Chase, and it wasn't pretty. It, he threw three interceptions. I think you know he still threw. I think forty-two passes for three hundred and thirty yards, or something like that. But you're right. I mean, he did. It wasn't pretty. You're right. Uh, the only way would be is this needs out. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather start Terod Taylor. So we're we're talking about this game as if as if Chase is out, right? Yeah, he did not practice again on Wednesday. There was a little bit more optimism for him, but in terms of playing at this point, I would I would bet against it. I asked them about Mixon earlier. He's a solid number two running back. He's top twenty. He's not top twelve. Uh, Brees Hall tonight or Joe Mixon? Uh, Hall was close. All right. Uh, are you going to start Zamir White or Joe Mixon if Josh Jacobs is out? Mixon. White. All right. So, again, we talked about T. Higgins yesterday, but where do we stand on him? Are you are you not terrified of T. Higgins if Sneed plays? I'm terrified. I'm not terrified of, of Higgins, but certainly lower expectations. I think he's a high-end number two wide receiver with no no Snead, like top 15, and he's a low-end number two wide receiver if Snead plays, like around 20 to 25. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably have him a little bit higher than that. He'd be a number one receiver if Snead's up. It's tough, man. Like, when you start getting to about 24 or so in the wide receiver rankings, it's not like I can look at these studs that are behind, you know, T. Higgins and be like, whoa, how come you're not playing this guy over him, you know? Uh, but how about how about Jaden Reed? Would you start Jaden Reed over T. Higgins? No, probably not. Not if he was like a hundred percent playing all this time and producing like he had been, then yes. But you know who knows how bad this toe injury is if he's just trying to play through it. Okay. So Mahomes, let's get back into that. I know we talked about this yesterday, but um, Stafford or Mahomes? Stafford, it's Mahomes for me. All right, Mahomes is ninth for Jamie and fourth for Heath. You can listen to yesterday's show if you'd like, but uh, Stroud, you have Mahomes ahead of Stroud, Heath. Yes. Hmm. How many points do you expect from Mahomes this week? 21, 22, 22, 23, 22, 23. <laughs> okay, you have anything else you'd like to say? That's top four? I don't know. I just threw a number out there. Uh, I probably haven't projected for 24. It's probably more likely. But no, I think it's it's a good matchup. And it's just, it would be different 
for me with Mahomes if it was that he was legitimate. Like last week was bad. But for most of the season, it's just been a drop here, a drop there, a, a deflection off the hands. And I just i am not going to believe that's going to continue happening. It might. I understand if somebody wants to sit him for C.J. Stroud. Okay. It's a, it's a great matchup. I mean, look, Mason Rudolph just threw three touchdowns against them. You know, so it's uh, – there, there's there's certainly or two touchdowns there, there's certainly reason for optimism here for for Mahomes um I actually I think it's better for Mahomes honestly that Pacheco is is likely out yeah because there there's an easier reliance I think on okay we can just ride our running back here to a big win as opposed to oh my god we got to rely on Clyde Edwards uh because of the the DJ reader absence but this should be a game where he has some bounce back potential here to get some confidence for this team going into the playoffs. So they have not played well. Um, offensive line has not played well. The receiving core has not played well. Mahomes has obviously been a byproduct of that, you know, so this is not that type of defense. They just have does this, not been the same. Does this count as a squeaky wheel game for Travis Kelsey after his rant on his podcast? Did you see that? Yeah. I no. mean, I read the transcript. He is, uh, yeah. He's uh, he's not not happy, not pleased with himself or the team or or anything. Yeah. How many tight ends are you starting over Kelsey? None. None. Rasheed Rice is still a must start, right? Yep, one hundred percent. Definitely the best wide receiver in this game. Even even if I mean, Chase... have you see what number one receivers have done against this team. Okay, against the Bengals. I mean, I guess not. If you if you if you put Pickens as the number one guy. I mean, but I wouldn't. But no. Uh, well, I mean, it's funny because Addison was better than Jefferson. Pickens was better than Deontay. But Jefferson also played well in that game. Seven, like... Yeah, seven for eighty-four. Uh, they, this is a great matchup. Uh, don't even. Th- so, like, would you start him over? Would you start Rasheed Rice over uh, Puka or Cooper Cup? Uh, no, but right there. I think I have it. Puka Rice Cup. Okay. Cup of rice. And Clyde, we already talked about. He's Heath's player that he loves. He's a good, he's, he's a real solid running back option. Um, assuming Pacheco is out. If Pacheco's in, then you start Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, I hope I didn't ask this, but Travis Etienne or Clyde Edwards Elaire? Etienne. Etienne. All right. Um, <clears throat> okay, I think we're good with this game. Chiefs DST is startable again. Patriots are at the Bills, but first, we're at commercial break. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Welcome back, everybody. Nice job there by Schaefer. I went to commercial break very abruptly on YouTube there, and he had the the commercial queued up. I want to shout out Thomas Schaefer. We've got the Bake Burger Dynasty League in its first season. We raised a ton of money for St. Jude, and he is in the championship. We have four, I think, four players, four people in the league who are from England. So we've got... We've got it. An international. (laughs) Why don't you forget how many it is? We've got an international championship. We got one of the London guys versus Schaefer. So Thomas Schaefer is representing our country this weekend in the championship. What is the preferred burger cooking method in England? It's not baked. I think they pretty much eat what we eat. You know, normal burger. Oh, you do? Yeah. <laughs> you think the cuisines are pretty much the I've same thing? I've never been there, but from what I understand, they, they are <laughs> very much like us in that regard. Yes. Except if you order chips, I under, it's not the same. Uh, if you order fish and chips, not the same. Uh, anyway, good luck to Thomas Schaefer. I'm rooting for everybody to win the Big Burger Dynasty League. It's still I, one of the more amazing stories that I've heard from you in that you were in this Dynasty League for how many years? Ten. 
10 years. Then you took over the league when it disbanded and kept some of the original members. Uh-huh. Correct? Yeah. And then in setting up the draft with some of these people that you've been in the league for 10 years, you just discovered that they live in yeah. England. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I had never spoken to them. You know, I it was not a very active dynasty league. So, but it is now. It's, it's a great league. I'm very happy about it. Yes. And I don't think either of you have paid your dues. So you're going to have to do that. Uh, I thought we had this conversation. You didn't, right? You said I did. And then you said you didn't. No, I said it was because of what you owed me for the baseball league that I paid for. Oh, okay. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Patriots at Bills. And uh, all right, let's let's talk about... Oh, I did have a question here. Zeke or Clyde Edwards-Elair in the chat? Zeke for me. Uh, Clyde for me. All right, you guys are pretty split on Zeke. You heard that debate earlier. Please listen to it. What do you? How do you feel about James Cook, though? After a... a so what happened last week was, if you looked at the, the air yards for Josh Allen since Joe Brady took over, it was pretty low. Not like crazy low, not like Daniel Jones low or anything, but lower than usual. Last week, it was over 13 yards, which is really, really high. So he Gabe Davis did. He didn't throw to James Cook once, but Cook still got, his, I think, 20 carries. So Heath, how do you feel about James Cook against the Patriots, who at times have been just phenomenal against running backs? Yeah, I'm nervously viewing him as a must-start. Uh, he's the top 15 running back for sure. Pretty much going right back to him. He still had 20 carries. You know, it's not yeah. like the usage was bad. It just the production was bad. The fumble was bad. You know, so I wonder if that was, let's take advantage of the Chargers secondary and see if we can get Josh Allen going a little bit, you know, from a, a, a downfield perspective. I think they go back yeah, to maybe. what's been working for them. Well, uh, Stefan Diggs has not been working for them, and we had a no. long talk about him yesterday. Do you like James Cook or Stefan Diggs? Cook. Cook. Zeke. I know it's going to be Zeke for Heath, but Jamie, Zeke or Diggs? Zeke is probably the right answer. Let's see if anyone in the chat has any Stefan Diggs questions. I'd be curious to know what decisions people are making. Uh, we had a long chat on, on it yesterday's show, so I'll just refer all of you to that if you want to hear it there's a time code for it but uh, i'll also look for some like would you start nico nico collins over Diggs? is that easy i'd go Diggs. oh really i'd go nico i mean the history at you know what he does at home he's averaging i think it's like 25 points per game at home this year what if it's not cj stroud though uh then it sticks then it sticks okay but at this point i think stroud's playing i hope so because he's in my Fanduel lineup with dj chark and nico collins there you go. Uh, all right. So should I ask the eight ball one last time? Magic no, we've got the, the Gabe Davis versus Patriots history over overrides the eight ball, right? It's bad. Not right? good. I assume it's bad. I thought you, you told us. I thought last time it was awful. I think it was the Jets. I'll look and make sure. I think it was the Jets. The history. Jets is the, is the one that's awful. Yeah. The Jets history is like worst player in football history. Yeah, yeah. The Patriots history is not good either, but it's not as bad as the Jets. Right, we're sitting him. How do you feel about uh, Demario Douglas? How do you feel about Devontae Parker? Douglas is a low end number three PPR receiver at best. Yeah, I definitely like Douglas more than Parker. I think he's around wide receiver 33, 34 for me. Seven or more targets in five of his last six games and double-digit PPR points in three of his last four. And still hasn't ever scored a touchdown. <laughs> what is, uh, did you say this, the the practice status of Micah Hyde and Epineza? I actually did not say that. 
Uh, I do not know. I want to say limited, but I will check right now. Two key players on the uh, injury report for the Buffalo Bills. I, I'm amazed at how, how good their defense has been with how many injuries they've had. Just don't even like their personnel that much. Let's see. Uh, Epinesa was limited, and Micah Hyde was limited. Okay, so good news Trending there. In the right yeah. Trending in the right direction. Any Anything else from this game? Am I missing anything? Tight ends? Uh, sit, sit them? Yeah. Josh Allen? was great against the Patriots the last time. Josh Allen has been not amazing lately. Do you have any hesitation with him? Is anyone you would consider Purdy or Dak? Would you start them over Allen? I would start Dak over Allen. Purdy, no. That's close. Yeah. Okay. All right, moving on. Uh, Bills DST or Chiefs DST this week? Bills. Yeah. I'm trying to see if there are any questions in the chat. Hmm. No, not really. I see one Diggs, Debo, Higgins, Cooper, pick two. Diggs, Debo, Higgins, Cooper. Okay, go ahead, pick two. And and home. I don't see it, but go ahead. Diggs, Debo, Cooper, who? Oh, there it is. Higgins, Cooper, Debo, Diggs, pick two. Uh, Debo and Cooper as of now. But that could change wildly <laughs> as the day goes on. Yeah, um, Debo for sure. Out, if Cooper's out, then it would be um, Higgins. Over Diggs. I, I'd go Debo yeah. and Diggs. Yeah. I, all right, so Debo, everyone would start Debo. We're looking at Diggs, Debo, Higgins, Cooper. It's interesting. Philosophically, right, it's interesting. Because if, if you think Cooper and Diggs are, are close, then I don't know how you start Cooper going into a game with a with an injury. Right, it's like I don't think Cooper and Diggs are close right now. If Cooper's okay. healthy, yeah. If you don't think they're close, then that's another thing. If you do think yeah. they're close, then I would play it safe, which I think is what Heath is doing. And then I've got enough concerns about T. Higgins facing Sneed that I, if Sneed plays, that I would take Diggs. You're just low on Diggs, Jamie. Well, I mean, there's six weeks of data to suggest why. <laughs> I know, but there's also like a whole career. It's just you. You would. Uh, yeah, the career doesn't matter at this point, man. Eh, he's still Stefan Diggs. He's still his target share is. is still really good. His that's, target share is good, but that's a big part of this is that Josh Allen's not throwing as much. Yeah. And five I, of I six games, he's been under 50 yards receiving. I mean, <laughs> there's something going on there. There is. And that's that's why like, I wrote about this last week. And I'm, I didn't this week, but this is the time of year where you've just got to trust what you trust. Mm-hmm. And if it's if it's recent form, then then lean into that. If it's the name, then then lean into that. Like Everybody's got if it's target share or if it's what like whatever it is, like trust what you trust. Uh, let's go on to our next game here. If I can find it, I believe it is the Indianapolis game, and they are facing the Raiders. All right. Talked about how good the Raiders defense has been, third best in points per game since week five. Um, all right. Who are the easy starts in this game? Las Vegas and Indianapolis. Easy starts, uh, Heath. I'm starting Jonathan Taylor. I'm starting Michael Pittman if he's okay. Um, if Josh Jacobs plays, I would start him. Okay. How much better? I is, would say I'm I'm starting Raiders running back. Yeah. How much better is Jacobs than Zamir White if Jacobs plays compared to Zamir White? 
it's 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 hard to say much better because Amir White has been very good. I mean, you know, give him credit. You know, 145 yards rushing last week, and what he did is, you know, his rushing and receiving against the Chargers um, scored a touchdown. Like that's basically from a production standpoint, Josh Jacobs. Now you can say Jacobs might have been better with that. I can't fight you because he's a better player, clearly, but he still produced at a level high enough that you could say, okay, I feel good about this. So, yeah, Raiders running back for me. Must start. Okay. And would you start them ahead of Jonathan Taylor? Because I think I can make a case against Jonathan Taylor. First of all, he just hasn't really been that good this year. I think he's at 3.9 yards per carry. He really doesn't have a lot of explosive runs. So we haven't seen that Jonathan Taylor. Zach Moss was limited, so he could play this week. I don't know if that would even matter. Um, And then the Raiders have, I said all that stuff earlier. I think it's 3.4 yards per carry to running backs in their last six games. And only Pacheco, who had a two-touchdown game, has had like a really good game that would justify a top 12 ranking. So, yeah, I, I mean, and and then he just doesn't get thrown to. Uh, so I, I think the, the the Moss injury may, may sway this, what I'm about to say, but I wonder if Jacob's coming back, especially since he didn't practice on Wednesday. Now, we know Wednesday what that means, but the fact coming off a long injury, you think he would get back if he's close to playing. I wonder if the Raiders are going to give Zemir White more work now. Like, has he earned enough oh. to not just be the bench guy? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. does, does it become a little bit more of a tandem? Like, has, has he done enough? Because I think he has. You know, it's it just, it feels as if, and look, we know the Jacobs is playing on a one-year deal. Is Amir White their running back of the future? So in, so who would be your highest-ranked running back in this game? Is this going to be Taylor? Taylor? It, it, it would be Taylor, but Moss coming back may change that, is what I'm, what I'm getting at. Like, you know, we, we know they use Moss, too. Yeah, they had gone away from that, but we'll see what what happens now. Um, it's a big game, by the way. And uh, Adams or the, did you say this Pittman? Pittman or Adams? Pittman. Yeah, Pittman. Adams or Diggs? Adams. Diggs. Adams or Ken Walker? Half PPR. Adams. Yeah. I feel like I'm done here. Did I miss anything? Quarterbacks? No. Uh, well, no. If Pittman doesn't play. It's a big part of this. Josh Downs was yeah. six catches last week. Conley Granson was good. You know, you have two potential streamers if if there is no Pittman. I probably wouldn't. Oh, Jacoby Myers? Any interest in Jacoby Myers? Okay, and I, I mentioned the Colts' pass defense has been pretty good. Their run defense has been has been well. They they give up a ton of points to running backs, a ton. Uh, but they did lose, like I said, starting safety Julian Blackman. We'll see if that has any impact for them. Uh, which DST do you prefer, Colts or Raiders? Raiders by a mile. If uh, if Pittman's out, you saw what the Gardner looked awful last week. Absolutely atrocious. Uh, I think I skipped the Pittsburgh game. I meant to do that earlier. So let's go to that game. Let's go to Pittsburgh at Seattle. That's our next game here. Right? We didn't talk about this game, right? Nope. All right. Who do you like in this game, Heath? Who's an easy start in Pittsburgh at Seattle? Uh, An easy start? There isn't one. DK is the the best start. He's a a low-end number two wide receiver. Um... 
Walker's probably the next best start as a low end number two running back. You think? Do you think Metcalf's an easier start than than Heath does, Jamie? I mean, I'm not benching DK Metcalf at this point, so he's a must start guy. Okay. And Geno Smith. How do we feel about Geno Smith or Trevor Lawrence this week? I know you guys don't love Lawrence. Geno. I would go with Lawrence. Who has big game potential here? Weak winning potential. Just DK? Absolutely. Pickens. You think so? And he, are you legitimately interested in starting him? Uh, he's a no, boom but by bust number three. What you asked. Yeah. He yeah, I guess, but like so does Gabe Davis, right? Uh, <laughs> would you start? Who's okay? Fine. Who's the second best wide receiver in this game after DK Metcalf? Lockett. I would say Lockett. Who's the third best? Pickens. Pickens. If you were desperate in a two quarterback league, would you start Mason Rudolph, Jacoby Brissett, Tarod Taylor, Jared Stidham? Who would you go with? Taylor. Taylor Brissett. Not Mason Rudolph. Not not Mason Rudolph. Okay. Ken Walker or Deontay Johnson, PPR? Walker. Deontay. Ooh. Um, DK Metcalf or Stefan Diggs? Metcalf. Diggs, Diggs for me. And then what do we expect from the Steelers running backs? I mean, it's pretty clear. Najee Harris, if he scores, he's good. Uh, if he's be- if he doesn't, he's just should not start him. And Jalen Warren is probably in the 10 to 20, 10 point PBR range. Although he's had a lot of catches lately. Just can't seem to do much else. He's been the passing downs guy. Right, but the catches had had gone away really with Deontay back and they've and the catches have come back. He's got what, like four more catches in three straight games or something for Jalen Warren? Yeah, I've got Warren just a, just ahead of Najee in full PPR. And what range are we talking about? Who's in that range? Just behind Walker. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll play Najee as a number two running back here. The Seahawks in their last five games have allowed five touch, touchdowns to running backs. And so we know that's his MO. I think he scores again. All right. Well, that'd be good. Uh, would you start uh, Ty Chandler against the Packers or a Steelers running back? Uh, Najee, Chandler, Warren for me. Interesting. I think I have it Chandler or not. I mean, Warren, Najee, Chandler. All right. We are done with that game. Tennessee at Houston. <laughs> we didn't do this one, did we? All right. Let's go to Tennessee at Houston. Uh, your stat of the game, the Texans have allowed 19.7 or more fantasy points to five wide receivers in their last seven games. That is a lot. That's Tyler Borgia. You know who's the, the two of the seven? What'd you say? You know who's in the two of the seven? No, who? Hopkins. <laughs> oh, yeah, that did not. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins did not, right? So... But it's a good matchup. But I, I remember I, I watched all of the targets for DeAndre Hopkins in that game. He had a He's terrible... Gonna Ward. He's going to say Jimmy Ward. No, I mean, look, I know they've already said Jimmy Ward. But <laughs> in that game, it was it was on Levis. Hopkins could have had a huge game, uh, especially one play in particular. Right. He could have had like a 75-yard touchdown. And that's kind of the thing with Hopkins when Levis is playing. He is a boomer bust guy. He is a deep ball guy, high A dot. Levis airs it out. But he had his opportunities, and Levis missed him a couple of times in that game for big plays. 
Um, what was the stat line? It's like two catches on nine targets or something like that. It was terrible. Uh, but do you have any interest? It was two catches for 21 yards on nine targets, but he definitely could have had some 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 big plays in that game. But but I think the problem with Hopkins is like what he did last week has nothing to do with what he's going to do this week. So right, right. so what do you do with DeAndre Hopkins in I think a pretty tasty matchup here? Borderline number, number two. Yeah, I was going to say high end number three, the second best wide receiver in this game. Yep. If Stroud plays, I just love Nico. Yeah. You, you want me to give you his numbers at home? You can give me his numbers at home, but you give me his numbers with Stroud and no Tank Dell. I mean, we're talking about yeah. 150-yard potential here, you know? So uh, four games prior to his calf injury, at least 13.5 PPR points in each game, two with at least 23 points. In eight home games this year, this is a quarterback, 21.8 PPR points per game. Like, that's insane. That's what he's averaging. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Heath, you seem like a little hesitant on that. Well, no, it's, it's, there's nothing to be hesitant about. It's true. It's, um, there's still been a lot of three for 50, four for 60. Like he had a couple of six target games without Tank Dell earlier, right? Like I just, I don't feel quite as confident in it, but he's a great boom bust number two wide receiver. I just think the bust is still possible. Any interest in Noah Brown this week? Noah, thank you. Not really. Okay. <clears throat> so talk to me about the run. Why are you so low on Derrick Henry, Jamie? I think you have him 30th or something like that. Well, it's not just what he did against them last week. I mean, this run defense has been awesome, you know, and I know they gave up the two touchdowns uh, last week to the Cleveland guys, but really for the most part, when they've uh, faced some of these offenses like this, they've been great, but here's what they've done. Uh, they haven't allowed a running back to rush for more than, than six, 56 yards in the last five games. That's against ETN, Javante Williams, Brees Hall, Derrick Henry, Jerome Ford. Uh, Ford and Hunt, the only ones who score touchdowns in those five games. And on the road this year for Derrick Henry, forget about the scores, just on the road, he's averaging just 10.1 PPR points per game. So hasn't exactly been good away from his building. I just think this is going to be a down game for him. If Stroud plays, this feels like there could be a blowout. And the home road thing actually to me makes perfect sense because we've said it all along. It's got to be game script. He, if they start losing, if they fall behind, it's bad for Derrick Henry. And they are much, they're actually a good home team. Uh, it's tough yeah. to go into Tennessee and win, but they're not so good on the road. They're not even close. So, uh, Heath, what do you think about Derrick Henry this week? I I think he is like the definition of that borderline number two high end flex type guy somewhere in the twenty four to thirty range. He's still Derrick Henry. He could still like if he breaks through and stiff arms three guys and runs for seventy five yards and a touchdown. I'm not going to be all that surprised. But there's a low low floor. And if they score a touchdown, it's there's a good chance it's going to be Derrick Henry. But all right, running, passing, or or, or catching one. Oh, yeah, exactly. One of it, yeah. uh, are you expecting Levis at this point, or Tannehill, or is this a real toss-up? I think the fact that Levis practiced in full, you should expect Levis. Oh, he practiced in full. I thought he was limited. I thought I saw practice in full, but I'll check. Okay. Either way, Thursday we'll know more. Um, okay. Anything else in this game? Where would Nico Collins rank if Stroud did not play? Uh, Levis was a full participant in practice. Oh, he was excellent. off the injury. Excellent, excellent. Where'd you say he? 30? 30? Jamie, where would you rank? Uh, it, Collins? He did if, not play? Yeah, Collins with uh, Mills. Uh, 20. Right now he's top 10. All right, so difference of opinion there, I guess, on the enthusiasm. Oh, Dalton Schultz, we can't forget about him. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, so Tennessee gives up the fewest fantasy points to tight ends. 
But the last two games have been against the basically two best teams against tight ends for Dalton Schultz. He scored 9.8 PPR fantasy points at Tennessee, 14.1 fantasy points against Cleveland, and that was without C.J. Stroud. So, But Cleveland's not the same defense without Dalton defending tight ends. Fine. Um, but he had 11 targets and eight catches, whatever. He's, it's not like he's tearing it up. He's had, you know, he's been fine. But, but anyway, um, how do you feel about Dalton Schultz this week? Uh, low end starter. I'd prefer Gerald Everett and Tucker Craft. I agree with that. I would start Schultz over. Like he's right in that 10 to 12 range. I would start him over likely. I would not. Did we, uh, okay. How about the Chargers at the Broncos? Let's talk about the Chargers at the Broncos. <laughs> Why don't we just do every game? Forget tomorrow. <laughs> Forget what? <laughs> Forget tomorrow's show. Let's do every game. We've, we've almost done a double, so this is a, turned into a double shift. I think this is our last game. I got completely. I got. I got completely like screwed up with my. It's notes. been hard to follow along on the notes. You've not got an order. I haven't. Right? What the hell happened here? No. All right, we did Miami at Baltimore. I, we did Pittsburgh at Seattle. We did Tennessee at Houston. Cincinnati at Kansas City. We did New England Buffalo. We did Las Vegas Indianapolis. Right, just go, we did Carolina on. Jacksonville. So our last game is the Chargers at the Broncos. Um, Chargers at the Broncos, and I asked you if you were confident in any players. Jamie said he was Start Eckler, sit down with everybody else. There are, obviously, there are wide receiver opportunities here with Sutton in the concussion protocol, Keenan Allen not practicing, Josh Palmer in the concussion protocol. Does anybody emerge no. as a top 30 option? No. No. I mean, you could go with the narrative of Jared Stidham, Peppers is number one target with, first number one receiver with targets. Who's the number one receiver? Is it Jerry Judy? Like, you know, it, it could be Brandon Johnson for all we know with what Sean Payton is, is doing right now. You know, so can't trust Judy. Would not surprise me if he plays well, but there's no chance you're starting him in your championship unless you're absolutely stuck or you start five wide receivers. And Everett's a great streaming option. He's been very consistent. It's a great matchup, but you're still, again, <laughs> relying on Easton Stick. <laughs> so it's it's just, yeah, Eckler to me is the only one. And I know he's not been good, but at least you saw the one good game that he's had in the last month was against the Broncos. He's from Colorado. I think this game matters to him. <laughs> you know, this is uh this is a defense that he's beaten up on throughout his career and just did so two weeks ago. So Eckler's an easy start. Everett's a maybe start. Good luck with the Broncos wide receivers. Good luck mm. with Quentin Johnston if there's no Palmer or uh or Allen. Like Javante's not a start at running back, but I would start him over any wide receivers in this game. Yes. Would you start Javante Williams or uh, Najee Harris? Najee. Javante for me. All right. And we're really starting Eckler? He does not have a a carry longer than 10 yards in his last five games. Yeah, I mean, look, I think what he did last week is is probably the floor. You know, three catches, got you 65 yards rushing. Denver's been the layup all season. Like, there's no reason to go away from it when he just did this against them. Yeah. I, as well, recently okay. as what, three weeks what, ago? What did he do? It was it was 10 carries. 100 yards? Yeah. It was a 5 for 49 receiving was very encouraging. 10 carries, 51 yards, and a touchdown. Five catches for 49 yards. He scored 21 fantasy points. That is awesome. It is pretty yeah, impressive to average 5.1 yards per carry and not have a carry longer than 10 yards. I know. I was thinking that. That is, that is impressive. A lot of good runs. And um, you're, also, you're also taking the two best receivers off the field for the Chargers. I don't think we have any more games to do. So that's good. There's a reason why I accidentally saved this game for last. Oh, what about the uh, DSTs? They're both in play as streaming options, given the quarterbacks that they're facing, but they're both awful defenses. 
The Broncos are an awful defense. I, I prefer the Broncos. Yeah. All right. Let's go to New England at Buffalo. No, I'm just kidding. All right, we're out of here, everybody. We will uh, talk to you tomorrow. We have a live stream tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern to help answer your questions. YouTube.com slash Fantasy Football Today. And tomorrow we'll get into the NFC home games in order. Uh, Good luck tonight. See you later.